But, you know, one of the things that I've always kind of scratched my head about is why we call everybody in talent acquisition, because we're not always acquiring talents. You know, we really ought to be like talent experts or talent deployment experts, in my opinion. Welcome back to the Talent Experience Show. This is your look at what's happening right now in recruitment, talent acquisition, talent management, and HR tech. My name is Tom Tate. I'll be joined by my co-host, Devin Foster. Today, we're going to talk about how you can build your talent community. We have a very special guest, so let's get into it. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited to have another awesome guest. Um, so we've we've been... Uh, very lucky to get some great guests on the show the past couple of episodes, uh, and this guest is going to be dropping a ton of knowledge. I want to welcome Doug Berg to the show. Doug is a multi-startup entrepreneur. He has 20 plus years of building and scaling technology companies with over $120 million in venture backing. He was the founder of jobs to web which was later sold to Success Factors, SAP. And Doug is now the chief zapper at ZapInfo. ZapInfo is awesome. Uh, we partner with ZapInfo here at Phenom. They're a great company and they have this great mission to remove the mundane busy work that consumes 40% or more of a recruiter's or sales executive's day. Uh, we all hate that mundane work and uh, we are so lucky uh, that Doug is doing the work to help us remove it. Uh, so Doug, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we are so excited to have you. Uh, before we really jump into the topic today, which is going to be all about building your talent community and really digging into some of the activities that recruiters can focus on uh, during these kind of unprecedented times, right? Uh, but before we jump in, uh, I'd love for you to just give us the quick elevator pitch on ZapInfo. You know, what, what is it? How does it work? Uh, and, and how do you really eliminate some of that mundane busy work? Oh, that's great. No, we're we're so excited to partner with Phenom. And uh, they we, they were one of the first to really embrace the technology and have really gone uh, to places we couldn't even have imagined relative to some of the use cases that we're able to uh, to tackle with the platform. But we developed ZapInfo. I, I used to be a recruiter, so I was a headhunter for eight years. I've worked at desk. I know how much data and data transactions the everyday recruiter does. <laughs> And so, you know, as much as all of the platforms we buy for our recruiters are hopefully integrated to each other, the reality is recruiters are out all over the web. They're on Indeed, they're on LinkedIn, they're on Monster, they're on uh, Google, they're searching, they're gathering, they're <laughs> trying to make direct contact with candidates. And that happens all over the place. And so a single CRM or software can't solve, how do I become more productive in my searching, in my data extracting, in my enrichment, in my engaging? So we built ZapInfo as an in-browser technology. It's a Chrome extension. And you can kind of think of it like your, your everyday productivity buddy <laughs> that travels with you. So you can zap a job in Phenom, instantly have it search for people all over the web and match you up with those people. Then it extracts all their profiles. It gathers their data. It finds their email and personal contact data, their social profiles, gathers that data together, instantly lets you zap it into Phenom. So it's all in there. 
uh, in your system of record and then lets you engage with people. So you can auto connect to people on LinkedIn, send standard messages, reach out to people on Facebook. And it literally just does exactly what the recruiter would do if you were doing it manually. It's just happening for you. Uh, very personalized. All of that data is logged. And so, again, it just saves the recruiters hours of time so you can connect with five times more people daily. And then when we deliver those profiles into Phenom, they're rich, deep, you know, including skills, dairy, experiential data, even computed fields like, hey, what the total years of experience of a person might be, how good they match a job with a match score calculator on the PDF profile. So again, the package that you deliver to your hiring managers, you're getting to them five times faster and with much better data. So you just look like a rock star to be able to do all that stuff and to be able to do it in record time in conjunction with your phenom utilization. Yeah, I love the idea of, of it being kind of that sidekick, you know, that that is there with you to really cut down on that work. We embrace automation here at Phenom too, uh, especially when it comes to uh, doing the things uh, that, you know, a, a human can do, right? Like let automation do that so you can focus on the things that automation and robots can't do, you know, and really focus on that human connection. And, and the more time you can spend on that, the better relationships you'll form with your leads and candidates. I was going to ask you, how did you get into the HR and HR tech space? And how did you get into recruiting and recruiting tech? Uh, but you did mention you were a recruiter. So I think I'm going to flip that question and ask, what made you stay? Like what yeah, made you stay in this good. space uh, rather than uh, branch out into another industry? Yeah, so I, I'm a tech guy first. I wrote code on assembly language stuff on big mainframes when I got started. So I was a tech guy first. Then when I got into recruiting, it was really by accident. I went to a headhunting firm to have them find me a job. And they actually said, well, hey, you're a geek that can speak. So why don't you come and be a headhunter? Uh, and I was the guy, I mean, literally everybody was on three by five Rolodex cards. I hate to admit how old I am. <laughs> it was pre-fax. Uh, so I was the first guy to bring a PC with me. Uh, into the office. And so while they were out hand filling out three part carbon forms and mailing people's resumes, I was the guy pounding away on my first Mac that I got and uh, able to get 10 times more work done every single day and started auto delivering resumes and stuff like that. And I just loved it. You know, the, the combination of how to use technology to automate things and then how you use the data to match people, to stay in touch with folks to not just, you know, hey, you're you're this kind of candidate, but where do you want to go? Like the attributes that people want in their jobs, how close to home they want to be, how big the team sizes are, you know, do they want to work on big projects, small projects, do they work alone, do they, you know, that's the stuff that I really get excited about. And so as platforms evolve, especially how Phenom has evolved, which I think is awesome, you can really start to personalize and really address kind of the non-skills parts of the job that really can enhance and deliver a completely different experience. And we love that how Zap Info can take that data from the web and even from social profiles and put it in, actually target it to your tagging systems and to some of the advanced data rule-based things that you guys can do that then enables those awesome campaigns to run is really something that is uh, going to really um, offer completely different experiences going forward. So, Doug, it's, it's interesting. You, you mentioned the assistance of technology, right? And I feel like we were all on this, this fast track up leveraging technology for the, the shortage of candidates, um, the too many open jobs for, for organizations. And then all of a sudden, enter COVID-19, the, the world completely 
completely flips upside down. Um, it, it's like we're, we're navigating in, in uncharted waters, right? Economically, HR and recruiting. And, and the way that I'm kind of thinking of it now is I, we feel like Christopher Columbus, right? Heading into the, the new world. We don't know what to expect on the, the way out. And similar to, to Christopher Columbus, companies are kind of in three separate boats, right? Not the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, but they're either, uh, <laughs> on, a, <laughs> they're either on a hiring freeze um, they're on a hiring boom, uh, or unfortunately, they've had to do some layoffs. So we've seen all-time highs in unemployment and uh, these layoffs. What are you seeing on your end? How has the COVID-19 impacted recruiter activity um, and behavior over the, the past few months since the world's been turned upside down? We've seen exactly what you just described. People quickly went into one of three camps. <laughs> You know, the hire them, the fire them, or the wait and see uh, crews. But, you know, one of the things that I've always kind of scratched my head about is why we call everybody in talent acquisition, because we're not always acquiring talents. You know, we really ought to be like talent experts or talent deployment experts, in my opinion, because even as people turned and had to lay people off, you know, we instantly had people say, hey, how can I use ZapInfo to instantly go out? And inventory all of my people because we need to furlough folks and we don't even know who we have. You know, we kind of know who they were when they applied five or 10 years ago, but we don't know what their new skills are. We don't know what their projects are. We don't know who, sometimes even where they live. And so how do I quickly go and get that data so that as a talent expert, I can now inventory that, put it into my phenom people and really do some workforce planning around what, you know, what strategy do we want to use as we resize or reshape our talent workforce? So is it the last in first in, is it, do we, you know, do we have enough Python? Do we have enough of this skill or that skill? Um, And so, but if you don't have that data, you can't make good decisions. And at the end of the day, instead of me being a talent acquisition, maybe I'm a talent you know, assessment or a talent expert that if I have the raw materials and the data in a great platform like Phenom, I can make way better decisions about uh, for my company, depending on what state I'm in. So the utilization of the tool and the platform gets so much better when you're putting good gas into the tank of the platform, because otherwise you're just throw spitballing or you're throwing darts at a wall that you kind of don't even know what you're after. Exactly. And I like that that sentiment of, of talent experts um, over over talent acquisition, because Tom and I have, have done a couple of interviews and we've heard some great stories and some great ideas as to what recruiters can do if they don't have any open roads to fill. So we've heard about, um, you know, kind of resume tweaking and uh, virtual interview tips and stuff like this. But what other things can they focus on if they don't have those roles to fill right now, if they're not acquiring talent since they are talent experts? Yeah, so there's there's two things, right? And I'm going to call one of them kind of the, the the everyday recruiter activity that they can do. And the second I'm going to call kind of your strategy stuff that you can do. So I'm going to start with strategy first because I think a lot of companies have had a lot of talent projects that ha- they've never gotten to because they were so redlined on recruiting and filling jobs. So we've been working with a lot of Phenom customers that maybe have this old, outdated competitive system, if you will, or an old ATS, Phenom's now driving the front end of my strategy, but I still have 400,000 profiles in that old system that I need to get into my Phenom system so that I can start doing some campaigning and updating. So we're doing data migration projects. 
which is transporting data from old systems that were not integrated into the phenom system so that the asset of all that experiential and past uh, relationships and candidates can come into the phenom environment. So we're seeing a lot of those types of projects start to happen. Uh, even old applicants, maybe, because a lot of companies were using the quick apply or easy apply from whether it be Facebook or Indeed or Monster, where those resume assets are still sitting in folders out on the job boards. Well, you can use ZapInfo to mine all of that data and bring it in to Phenom so that now you've got that those data assets in the Phenom system so that as and when the market turns back around again, the Phenom system can do its magic to start re-job alerting and re-harvesting and re-engaging those people. So we think that those are a couple of really great strategic things that companies can do to get the table set for when the economy comes back around. It's a, it's a great way to look at it because we've had some, some conversations around employer brand. Right. Um, and engaging people who previously have engaged with your organization is a great place to start. Now, does that mean you probably are sending out mass emails right now if you don't have any jobs? No. But getting that information and that data correct for when things do turn around is, is going to be super helpful um, and and really reach the right target audience. Um, so we talked about what recruiters, you know, need to do and, and can do um, if they don't have any open roles. But what about the opposite of that? What about these industries that have seen, you know, sharp hiring booms? How how can they stay on top of such a high demand? Yeah, I think um, and, and just to back up quickly for the recruiter who's not hiring right now, I don't know about you guys. I still on LinkedIn and some other sites see these recruiters that are like, we're hiring in all caps on their profile <laughs> and uh, contact me if you're interested. If you're not hiring, you should go just change. It takes 30 seconds to go change your headline and say, hey, I'm not hiring, but join our talent community. And you can actually go into your links area of your profile and redirect people not to your job search, but to your talent community join uh, URLs, because that's where you can start to harvest in an appropriate way the talent into your phenom system where then they're teed up to start hearing about job alerts. And we'd love to see an exponential growth around that area. Now for the guy that's, oh my gosh, I need to hire a ton of folks, right? Um, Obviously um, we're hoping you've deployed your your job advertising and publishing strategy. You're getting a lot of great applicants uh, in through the system, but to convert the more, it's not always a more applicants strategy that you need, right? Because in, in environments where you're hiring a lot of folks, you're probably hiring a lot of the same people. And so you close a rec, you maybe had 100 applicants, but now how do you get out of the 99 you didn't hire, the ones that you can now pivot into the next rec that just opened up? So it's not always about looking outside to see where you can get the next applicants. It really is about remining. And one of the things I don't think a lot of phenom folks know is that just because someone applied to a phenom job and became an applicant, it doesn't mean that they also joined the talent community and are automatically getting job alerts for those next positions. So making sure that especially in your application communication, because every time someone applies, right, you send them a note, hey, thanks for applying. But making sure in that campaign note, you're also saying, hey, you should also join our talent community and here's the link, right? Click here and go do that. And keeping track of what your conversion rates with that is, is really important, especially even if you want to put a multi-ping out to them to say if they didn't join the talent community three days later, let's still get them to join the talent community because that's how you're going to really retarget and re-engage people. I always like to say just because you didn't hire someone for your first job, 
It could be that they were candidate 99 is what I call it. it. They might even have been more qualified than the person that you hired. It's just they got there late. And so I think a lot of recruiters have this mentality that I don't want to go look at our past applicants because if we didn't hire them for the job they applied to, they must not be good. Nothing could be further from the truth. You know, and so for companies that have really understood how to do this re-engagement of non-selected applicants and to retarget people, we have it happen in the marketing world all day. I don't know about you guys, but every site I go to, if I if I do a search for something, that thing follows me around the internet for like 10 days. <laughs> we should really be having that same type of mentality with how we retarget and recycle talent. There's no greater gesture to a candidate that says, we value that you took time to apply. Sorry, you didn't get selected for this job, but what about this one? And candidates will not know to do that. You know, they're sitting on the other side of the of the gate, if you will, of the career site. And in their mind, if they didn't hear something or if they didn't get reinvited to apply for the next job, they just assume that nobody's answering the phone on the other side and they need to move on to the next employer. And so it's a really interesting thing if you can just tweak your strategy a bit to really have a mentality around how can I re-engage and recycle and re-communicate with candidates um, at this time. Uh, we've had companies, when I did my first recruitment marketing, 40 to 50% of their jobs were filled with retargeted, re-engaged talent, not with new talent that was coming from the outside. And so that's the power of the Phenom platform that can really uh, yield to that if you're just engaging it appropriately. It's it's an interesting point there because um, I remember from from my time as a, a recruiter, um, even if they are candidate ninety nine, right? A lot of candidates apply for jobs that they're not quite qualified for yet, right? And it, it, I mean, <laughs> it happens whether we like to ad- admit it or not. Um, you always shoot for the stars, uh, but allowing them to stay in touch with other jobs that are open, that they may be a better fit for. Um, you never want to give that experience where oh, I didn't get selected for that. I'm going to toss that company aside. I'll never revisit them because I wasn't chosen. You want to keep them engaged with new opportunities and you never know what may spark their interest um, or fall more in line with their, their skill set. Absolutely. And, and you had asked like what a recruiter can do if they're twiddling their thumbs right now. I think as long as you've got time and you know what you're, 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 you know, when the market comes back, what targets of talent you're after, what pipelines of people, now's the perfect time to be doing outreach to those people and saying, Hey, Uh, I saw your profile. I love it. I'd love to have you join our talent community. Either here's a link or one of the cool things we've seen uh, recruiters do is to say to the candidate, would you mind if I opt you in to our talent community? Because any of your clients can go to their own talent community and they can zap the profile of the person on LinkedIn or anywhere and then just go and literally zap that person's data and name into the talent community for your company. And guess what? It emails the candidate and says, hey, welcome to our talent community. Click here to set up your password and make this official. And 90% of people will say yes to that. So it's this white glove service method of getting people uh, and getting the recruiters to stop from saying, hey, are you looking for a job today to I love your profile. We'd love to work with you in the future. And when the market turns back on, uh, our talent community is the place that will put you first to know about great opportunities Candidates love that stuff. There's no better experience than to have something like that happen. Yeah. And, you know, hearing you uh, talk about this, Doug, it's bringing me back to an earlier stage of my career. So I spent most of my career working for AWeber, which is an email service provider, and they do email automation. Um, so really, we've, we've promoted my entire time there 
uh, no dead ends. You know, just like that's make it. sure that you are constantly putting that invitation out to join the list, right? Just just get on the list because once they're on the list, you can continue to engage them and you can continue to build that relationship over time, uh, regardless of where they are and regardless of where you are. But it's it's the start. It's the start of it. Exactly um, right. I, and I can't tell you how many career sites where I go to. And if you search for a job and there's no jobs, it just says dead end. Like, yeah, sorry, there's yeah. no jobs. And any of us can change that message to say, but, you know, join our talent community and we'll tell you when the next. It's like adding a link instantly provides you with that next step and closes the loop with the candidate. So this is a great segue. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how, you know, recruiters, regardless of where you are, where your organization is, um, there's an opportunity for recruiters to play this important role really in recovery, right? Because even, even if you're, even if you, um, hit that boom, like almost stabilizing is a sense of recovery, you know, like, like getting to a more stable point. So like, no matter where you are, uh, we're moving towards a state of recovery. Um, we know in the United States, you know, states are opening up, businesses are starting to return to the workplace. Uh, some are actually transitioning to fully remote work, which is changing a lot as well. Um, and you know, we've already talked about how recruiters can help, uh, bounce back and help play a role in that. And building the talent community is one of those ways. Uh, Doug, you mentioned, uh, make sure that applicants know that, that just by applying, they're not joining the talent community. So make sure that invitation is there. Uh, get that verbal opt-in. Uh, so if you get that verbal opt-in, you can, you can zap that, that, that lead and, and they can be added and then they can confirm their opt-in. Uh, and then you also talked about something that's near and dear to me, which is making sure there are no dead ends on your website. Um, are there any other ways uh, that you would recommend recruiters just be mindful of building their talent community and always be thinking, you know, like, is this an opportunity to just build, build, build? Uh, and are there any blind spots that you typically see people miss? Yeah, again, look, we, we I think every one of us could mine our phenom platforms for our historical applicants and try to figure out where the delta of how many are in the talent community or not. Right. And you could even segment those people by where, you know, your peak hiring need areas are going to be as the lights come back on again. So if you need to sub segment them and reinvite them back to say, Hey, we're going to be back someday. And your profile is one that we'd really love to, to make sure is first in line for when things happen. I think candidates would really react well to that and be able to, uh, to initiate that. I think uh, doing that on the networks is really good as well. Uh, so as you're building first level connected networks on LinkedIn and some of those other things, the thing that's neat about the Zap tool is it even lives inside of Phenom. So you can actually launch social campaigns out of Phenom to say, hey, this is a group of people that, yes, I've got them in my Phenom, but I also want to have a first level connection to these guys because when I want to do job marketing and advertising later, you know, shh. Maybe I don't want to pay, you know, the $400 to post a LinkedIn job, but I just want to do recruiter to candidate first level standard messages out to them. And just to know that all of that's logged back at Phenom while I'm doing it really helps the recruiting team to know, hey, has recruiters reached out to these people about a particular job on what day? How fresh have we talked to them or do they need a touch? All of those kinds of things are things that the Zap and Phenom tool together can really make scalable and easy to do for the everyday recruiter. So I, I, I know you also shared a bunch of other ideas for how to really engage and grow your talent community. Um, we're going to package that up. We're going to put it on the blog post for this podcast episode so that if you want to check the show notes, you'll, you'll see a link. You can go pick that up. Uh, it'll have a bunch of information that'll be really 
pertinent and relevant to this conversation. But in the interest of time, I really want to talk to you about uh, one quick topic, uh, and then we'll start to wrap things up. Uh, most recruiters, they have outdated candidate and lead information. And I think the the, the pace at which uh, employment statuses are changing and the pace at, as, at which um, just the state of the world is changing right now. Um, I'm curious, you know, how often should recruiters be looking to enrich their data? I know that this is something ZapInfo can do really easily and really well. Um, so what's the frequency for that? And then because of some of the changes in response to COVID-19, uh, do you think that changes that frequency at all? Absolutely. I, the greatest gift that LinkedIn, Facebook, Indie Monster ever got was this pandemic. The number of people going and updating their profiles to make sure that even if they haven't been laid off, right, uh, they, they know they might be. And so they're updating their data and their profiling information tremendously. They're adding all their skills data to their profiles. So this is one of the best times ever to be able to go and update your information. And one of the things that's cool about ZapInfo is you could go into Phenom and just zap the talent group of profiles that are maybe old or outdated. And then ZapInfo can run a process where we go to those public profiles, grab the most recent data and information, fill it in and bring it back and just push it in fully updated within Phenom. So if you're looking to do that, either one person at a time or thousands of people at a time, now is probably one of the best times or within the next quarter or so to make sure you do that because I think you're right. I think that a majority of the talent, maybe even 50 to 60% of it, is actually going to update its profile and give you their updated employer, title, skills, experience, all that stuff. And then it can all be updated right within your Phenom platform very easily. And, and as you do that, right, as you enrich your data, as you get this influx of people into your talent community through some of the proactive uh, ideas that we discussed today. Uh, what should you be sending? I mean, just in your experience uh, over over the years, w- when you don't have jobs to promote, when you don't have events that are upcoming, you know what what is good content that you should be sharing just to keep them engaged and keep your brand top of mind? Yeah, I tell you what, we're going to put some sample outreach campaigns in the documents that you talked about that we'll we'll share out. Uh, we've developed this for some of our other webinars, but we've it's really such an honoring thing to reach out to uh, prospective candidates at this time, right? Hey, I, I saw your profile. I'm not hiring right now, but we would love to keep track of you or stay in touch with you. If you'd like to know more about the company, here's my Calendly. You know, like I think candidates' minds would be blown if they actually had that. And look, that's what headhunters and that's what I did. Uh, all the time. I would never call somebody that I knew was actively hunting for a job. I never chased active job seekers. I always only went after passive ones. And so my question that I always started with with any candidate as a headhunter was not, are you looking for a job? It was always, tell me about your dreams. Tell me about what's next in your career. Tell me what your next perfect thing looks like. What would make you happier uh, than you are right now? And man, candidates, you sometimes can't get them to stop talking about that stuff. And when you honor them with those types of questions, their loyalty and their first call to you when it is time to go is going to happen nine times out of 10. So Doug, that is, that's awesome. I mean, I, I love the idea of asking candidates, um, you know, where their dreams are, what their dreams are, where they want to be and not if they're on the job market. Um Next and, and final thing that I, I wanted to say is what, what are your, your final remarks? Anything you'd like to add? Uh, one parting bit of, of information. 
Well, as you guys know, we're, we're, we're well partnered and deeply integrated to Phenom. If anything, and people have downtime, now's a great time to research tools <laughs> like, like ZapInfo. Uh, and there's a million things. It's a Swiss army knife in terms of things that you can do. Uh, we would love to, to hear from folks. We actually provide you know free trials and pilots with it. Uh, the integration is almost instant on with Phenom, which is what's so cool about it. So if they have any of these different types of use cases, we would love to hear from them and be able to uh, uh, not only teach them how to do some of this stuff, um, but also how you can start doing some of this passive kind of downtime outreach campaigns ideas. I've loved that Phenom has almost a library of great campaign ideas and that the community of customers have been really sharing with each other, like, hey, this campaign worked really great for nurses or healthcare people, but this one didn't do so good. So <laughs> we have the same kind of library of how you do social outreach and when do you do it? And little things like follow-ups, you know, I don't know about you, but recruiters are avalanched lately with candidates trying to connect with them and then they'll just won't do it. Um, and it's because it does take some time but then they wonder why they're getting an avalanche of spam from the candidates. And so, you know, our thing is, look, if you knew that with one mouse click, you could accept everybody's connection. And in another mouse click, you could instantly reply to everybody personally to say, hey, John, hey, Jane, hey, Bill, thanks for reaching out to me. We're not hiring now, but here's a link to our talent community. Go join it. And that could just run every day for you and drive people to a much more appropriate way to relate to them over time. That's just awesome ways to treat people with dignity, especially at a time when everybody's kind of looking for hope and uh, trying to make sure that if there is something that uh, could work for me in the future, um, they've got me. I'm in their community. I've got communication. I've got a string I can grab onto. And how nice was it that that recruiter actually replied to me, uh, especially during this chaotic time? It just really ennobles, I think, our whole profession and I think is something people could, could offer as a courtesy during this time. Doug, you, you have me ready to run through a wall and recruit and use this new technology. And I'm sure anyone listening feels the same way. Um, so what's the best place uh, to get in touch with you uh, to answer questions? Is it uh, Twitter or LinkedIn? Shoot you an email. How, how do the people get in touch? With Super you? easy to find on, uh, on uh, LinkedIn, of course. Reach out to us. We personally respond to everybody. Uh, but we also great, have great content specifically about how we work with Phenom at zapinfo.com slash on people and they can go out there and see how everything works as well perfect awesome tom any final words no just thank you so much doug i appreciate your your insight and thanks for uh coming on the show and dropping a little bit of knowledge and we're gonna put all of the links in the show notes so uh zap info the resources we talked about you'll find it all in the show notes for this episode i invite everybody to continue to check it out uh and wish everybody well of course that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe on your podcast listening app of choice so you never miss an episode. And we're always looking for feedback, so be sure to leave a kind rating or review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, so we can continue to improve the show. Thanks for joining. We'll catch you on the next one.